Thanks for listening to Community Podcast. I'm Matt Haynes. And today in the studio, Adam Calver. What's up, Adam? Howdy, howdy. Thanks for having me, Matt. Yeah, man. It's been a minute since I've seen you. It has. It has. It's been quite some time. And uh, so... You going to be back in town now for Thanksgiving, or are you heading out and then coming back? I'm going to miss Thanksgiving, unfortunately. That's the the life on the road. But I have been home for a couple of days this week and got to catch up with Paige's family and my family. And I spent some time out of the farm, took the four-wheeler out for a ride, fed the horses and the chickens. And it's been nice being back on the family farm, but we leave uh, on Monday for Salt Lake City. We're going out for a booking convention. and It's how we book a lot of our shows for the next year and the summer and all that good stuff. So. Yeah, that makes sense. It's nice you have uh, Paige to help you out with that. Yeah, she does. I mean, she does all the work. I just uh, have to stand there and look pretty and sing my songs. Well, you guys are a good team, though. Oh, absolutely. You guys She's, look good together. Yeah, she does all the hard work. I get to en- enjoy being an artist and, and writing and all that good stuff. Yeah, and it's obviously it's not all about looks. You know that. She has that talent as well as you. Well, she's got the big brain <laughs> for being so small. Yeah, so, so well, tell us a little bit. I mean, you just came into town a few days ago, and you came off, I guess, uh, probably... I don't even know, man. I've been so busy. I haven't had even a chance to like, that's why I'm so happy that, that you reached out to me because it's like, man, I miss seeing you. Yeah, we get to catch up. I've missed seeing you too. It's nice. We get to catch up and folks get to you know catch up on what we've been doing. It's um, We've spent the last couple of weeks down in Nashville. Um, before that, uh, we were out on the road. We, we played an October run down in the Gulf Coast of Florida. Um, we played in like Pensacola, Destin, Fort Walton, and over to 30A in, in Panama City. And uh, it was a lot of fun. I love playing down in the golf. Uh, this coming um, March and April will be the fifth year in a row that I've played down there. But this last October was the first time that I ever played in the golf for fall break. Uh, so that was nice. It was the you know, first time in my career doing that. And, you know, right around the same time we played in Gatlinburg, which I'll be returning to Gatlinburg, uh, Blake Shelton's Bar Old Red next month. So we've been kind of all over the place. But most recently, we just finished filming um, a music video for my latest single, Anything in This Town. And uh, it was a really fun uh, shoot. We got to film on our property that Paige and I just bought this last December. Um, so it was a lot of fun being able to to incorporate that into you know my music into my brand. Yeah, that's what we're gonna we're gonna have a sneak peek of that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you, you showed it to me, but I I didn't know the uh, name of the song. I guess. Yeah, anything I mean, I, in this town, it's you know, it's basically about you know how any of this came to be. You know, I'm, I don't know if you're aware, but Guernsey County um, was the reason they call it Guernsey County is the two fellas that came over from England and, and established their farms. They were from Guernsey, England, and so you know, it's just kind of funny how like the history of this country and like any anybody's like homestead, it kind of all started where you know somebody fell in love with you know somebody and they they moved out and they they kind of started their lives together, and then like the the rest is kind of history. And they, I guess the same thing could be said with like Wally's, you know, or like anything in this town literally was made probably because, you know, a man wanted to impress a woman or a man fell in love with a woman and they built a business together. You know, that's kind of how this country came to hey, be. That, I think that's the way it's supposed to be, right? Yeah, it's, it's cool. Build your family and uh, stay close and, and, and then keep control of what you can. Yeah, and you know, and like there's a line in the song that's, there's, we're, yeah, now we're four generations deep and if there's anything in this town. And it's true, like you, you'll notice these names around Guernsey County, Muskegon County, County, like Johnson and and you know there's all these family names and it's like wow where did that you, you never think about it but where did it come from it came from like generations of that family sticking around and not taking off and you know a lot of people ask me all the time they're like well are you are you happier now that you you live in Nashville and you don't live in Cambridge I'm like I yearn to come back to Guernsey County all the time like I'm very thankful for this area and it's like you know I people forget you know how special it truly is that all this came to be right yeah that's those are good points yeah those those who pay the way yeah. uh, and did all that hard work and then uh, we 
we reap a lot of benefits. And, and I like that. I mean, I like that song. You showed me a little sneak peek of that. I was like, wow, I'm going to have to put that on here. Maybe we'll close with it. Sweet. Yeah, I hope folks will check it out. You know, we haven't set a release date for the song itself. And the music video will obviously come out sometime after the release of the of the song and the track itself. But the music video is going to be really fun uh, for folks to watch because they'll get an opportunity to see the property that we bought. You know, a lot of the B-roll was shot, you know, on our 11-acre f- property down there outside of Nashville. And then a lot of the shots were filmed in Dixon and Centerville, the, the, the towns closest to where our property is. And, and the music video is also going to film a lot of local folks which was something that we really wanted to encompass in the music video is you know the townspeople and you know the, the people that really make the place pop and everything go round. yeah it's actually even more exciting obviously others will like listening to it they'll like the video but uh, I think it's even more exciting for you because I mean this is where you're putting some roots down and and you had the the ability to, to shoot that video, and I'm sure that means a lot a lot of heart in it. Yeah, it's exactly that. That's what we wanted to show folks was like the, you know getting that we'd searched for four years for that property, and it really truly is exactly what we were looking for. And you know that's what I wanted to encompass in that music video is that that's we're, we're starting our you know our thing out there. You know, hopefully. You know, we'll be three generations, four generations deep here in a hundred years or something like that. And, you know, our great grandchildren will look back and be like, well, hey, if they didn't, it's just like my family farm here in Cambridge. You know, I absolutely love my parents farm here in Cambridge. And if, you know, my granddaddy didn't move here and stay here and farm these lands, my parents, my dad wouldn't have bought the land that he did. You know, my dad was a farmer. My dad, my grandfather was a farmer and, you know, and we've kept you know, we've, we've kept that going in this area of Ohio. And, you know, I, I plan on, you know, not, not getting rid of that either. You know, both places are special to my heart. Yeah. And I'm sure you've implemented that into your music with, you know, some of your life experiences. Uh, and I was thinking the Silverado song. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, you've, you've used uh, your experiences. It's actually right out front. That's what, yeah. we, that's what we drove today. Is the whenever I'm home, we would try to drive the truck and you know, keep the keep the fluids going through. Yeah, let's let's play that cl- clip of that yeah, real quick. Back in 99, Uncle Tom saved up, working overtime, breaking his back on the factory line. Got us to church when the weather got bad, to the bar when Norma got mad. He'd cool off and it'd take him right back. Three quarter time, American made Ohio plains. It's in rain, it's in shine. Better days for she was mine. I like it. This is one of my favorites. Mine too. This this one was definitely one that was written from the heart, you know, from past experience. And well, how about and. Yeah, tell just the listener just briefly about Tom and Nora. And yeah, just you know the truck was my uncle Tom's, my aunt Norma's, and and uh, you know whenever the weather was bad, you know we'd take that truck. But you know I'd always try to make excuses to take it no matter what. You know right. my aunt and uncle they never missed a church service, but they'd never take the truck to church. You know they were uh, you know they were they were conservative. They were old school. They'd be like, hey, we're taking the Buick to church. You know they wouldn't take the the dirty pickup truck or whatnot. But nine times out of ten they'd take the pickup truck because they knew how much I loved it and and. I you know, anytime we were going anywhere, I'd be like, can we take the truck? Can we take the truck? And they'd be like, oh no, we're you know taking the Buick, but they know how much I cared about it. So they'd take it. But yeah, when he 
when my uncle Tom passed away, he left me the truck, and I think right now it's probably only got like fifty eight thousand miles on it. Nice. You know, when when, we, when he gave it to me, it was probably fifty thousand miles on it. So you know, we only drive it a little bit throughout you know the summer, and you know, and you know, whenever we're home, I try to take it out for a spin. But you know, it's it's almost like he's right there next to me. And I know there's people out there listening that you know ha- hold on to something that reminds them of somebody special. Maybe it's a piece of jewelry or a, a, a gun or a, a crossbow or something. You know, but that truck is you know every time we just picked it up from the shop and uh, had had the rear end uh, redone and a few things done with it and so it's nice and road ready and and we got in the truck and her and i Paige and i looked at each other and like wow it's it's like he's almost still here you can smells just like him you know we left everything like he had left it you know mm-hmm. so it's like a trip down memory yeah there. and the, i mean you talk about uh i think they're like cross from a rear view or in a bible in the, yep. in the truck and things like that so you you could see that that uh heritage that you know, christian heritage and just yeah it's cool yeah, yeah. they never they honestly never missed a church service and and i just you know i I love that truck and and we take really good care of it you know we don't use it that much you know but when we do take it out it's it's like a trip down memory lane it's really special that's good that's good yeah so uh there's a lot of singles out now so why is it you think it is it more uh, artists are collabing and seeing less you know albums and things like that there's a lot of singles because i know you've been you put out about three straight now that's it seems like that's kind of where the industry's pivoted towards you know i'm all for putting out albums you know a, a couple of my bandmates just put out an, a couple albums and and you know i it, i plan on doing the same thing i just think that the i just read about this too we we read the yep ads in nashville and the different you know we, we try to keep up with where the music industry's going and all that kind of stuff and i think with with streaming and and with uh social media and everything um, people are just into, you know, the, the singles, you know, like putting out singles and following that. Whereas like, you know, we're, we're, we're our, our whole industry's kind of just changed to where, you know, people aren't going to sit down and listen to a whole album. But I, I think it's still vital to do that. You know, like one of the ways that um, one of like a few of my writer buddies, they'll put uh, like three or four singles out that are all like, like beach songs or like, you know, maybe fall songs or whatnot. And then they'll put all of those on an album with three more new songs. So it's like they had a chance to like really push those songs almost twice. Right. Um, so I think it's a lot goes into the marketing. And then, again, the music industry is way different than it was five, 10 years ago, let alone 20, 30 years ago. And it'll probably be different in 10 years. But, you know, as a unsigned independent artist, we're trying to pivot and, and, and move with the ebb and flow. And, and at the moment, it seems like releasing singles is the... Uh, most beneficial way to get like get the music out there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, um, how, who's helping you write? Are you writing alone right now, or is, is your manager help with that? She, oh, she's she's my inspiration, but um, okay. She she gets in on the rights every once in a while, but um, I do a lot of writing on my own. I come up with with the like titles and the ideas and the premises on my own. And you know, I'm I'm a, I'm an all right songwriter. I'm not going to sit here and try to act like I'm like this. I'm no John Mayer. Um, you know, I'm I'm a. I feel like my strong points are a little bit in each area. You know, I feel like I'm an okay vocalist, an okay entertainer. Put them all together, and I'm a great artist. You know, but I, you know, I'm very much into leaning on my team. You know, of course, Paige is my my tour manager and and my promoter and uh, an agent and you know, booking manager and all that, every, all that kind of stuff. But I do have a group of writers that I work with that I'm real comfortable with. And uh, those are guys that I can, you know, schedule a write with when I'm in Nashville and I can say, Hey, you know, I've got these ideas, you know, silver Silverado is that way. You know, I wrote that with Hayden Kaufman and Ryan Robinette. Both are incredible writers. Both are great, incredible artists as well. Yeah. And um, who doesn't like uh, a truck song? I mean, Oh yeah. So, I mean, we like, I Oh, yeah. And oh, you Hardy. played with Hardy. Yeah, I opened up for Hardy yeah. a couple years back. But 
But you know, it's I, I think you know I I try to write with those guys that um, you know I I connect with really well. And the same thing with Silver Silverado. You know, I, I went with those guys and I was like, hey, I want to write a song about my uncle Tom. You know, he passed away not too long ago, and it's fresh in my mind. And and he left me the truck, and you know, I think Silver Silverado would be a good title. And the two guys were like, yeah, that's great. And then we sat down, and it, it's just it was so much fun because we got to the we we, we I don't know if we, how how we started that song, but we got into the chorus. And we got to the end of the chorus, and like the one writer, Hayden Kaufman, was like, "Well, you wouldn't trade it for the world. Like that's an easy, easy saying, you know. Like I wouldn't trade that for the world." And he's like, "Well, what else would you not trade it for?" And we we're all sitting there thinking, and we're just like stuck on that. Like literally, it's you know, I wouldn't trade it for the world, or I wouldn't trade it for the world, or something, something that silver Silverado. Mm-hmm. And we're all just stuck on that one line, us three writers. And then all of a sudden, I look over at Ryan, and he goes, "Ryan Robinette," and he's like. You wouldn't trade it for the world or its weight in gold, that silver Silverado. So if you actually look at that in like English terms and writing, it's you wouldn't trade it for the world or its weight. So right there is an, allit- a, a, an alliteration. You know, it's a W and a W, world and weight. And it just rolls off the tongue so well. I wouldn't trade it for the world or its weight, you know, the world or right. its weight. And so then I wouldn't trade it for the world or its weight in gold, that silver. Gold and silver is an oxymoron because they're different elements, you know, like like fire and water, like um, bittersweet is an right. oxymoron or um, uh, uh, this uh, champagne shore is a, is the same, same thing. Anything we, when, when Ryan and I try to write, we, we try to slip those things in. Cause if you look at any successful song, any Beatles song, really any really pronounced, like, huge song that's been on the radio, they, they sneak in those little, little things like champagne shore, um, uh, sweet and salty, another oxymoron, but gold and silver, same thing. But we sat there and it literally just, came out so yeah I, I try to write with you know guys that i've written with before that like get me and like i can go in the right and be like oh man i, I want to write a song about Paige. she really made me mad today and and they'll be like okay i know Paige. you know we know her well like we can do that you know well and i like the way you're learning i mean you keep i mean that's what we do we learn every day and so we're i mean i'm i'm in the how long have i been doing pizza business you know like <laughs> and i'm we, we learn because there's different relationships involved. And so, and relationships change, you know, and so, you know, keep at it because uh, you don't, you don't know what, you know, you'll land on there. So good, good job. Shout out to Paige for, you know, managing and and keeping things uh, in line. Yeah. Uh, I think you just got to keep throwing things at the wall. Yeah, Something will eventually stick. You know, people ask me all the time, like, you know, you think this will be the one? And I'm like, I don't really worry about that. You know, I'm not like, because they're all going to be the one. Like, when you get the one that, you know, you'll get the one that is your breakout song, like Baby was for Justin Bieber, or Friends in Low Places was for Garth, or uh, Should Have Been a Cowboy was for Toby Keith, or Austin was for Blake Shelton. Like, every, uh, uh, 80s Mercedes for Marin Morris. Like, every artist has that one song that like m- most artists that were are successful have that one song. They're like, Oh yeah, that was a song. That was the first song I remember on the radio. And so like, you know, everyone keeps asking me about that song, but then as soon as that one comes out, they're going to ask about when, when's the one that's going to land you on the CMT awards or when's the one that's going to win you the Grammy. <laughs> right. like, there's always going to be the next goal. And so I think if you just detach yourself from that and just go out and enjoy yeah, the artistry, enjoy it and then see what happens. And uh, I know I, my son had written a song, uh, Ford Ranger. I told cool. him I, I told him I'd play it. Yeah. And so uh, he doesn't love a song about a truck, like you said. Perp dog with the beer. I think he was in high school, and uh, 
his cousin, I think, wanted to be in it, and he was in like a middle school or something like. So they were. So he, Jonah, wrote this. No Dodge, no Chevy Blazer. What? What? I ain't drive no Benz, Ford Ranger. He thought you could throw some of these lyrics into a country song or use it. Like you said, anything about a truck, man, people love it. And some stickers. Ford Ranger. No Ford Ranger. I love it. No hands on my hoss. Hey, I don't need no boss, Ford Ranger. Alligator, yellow cost, Ford Ranger. Yeah, flames on the side, Ford Ranger. Stick shift, that's my ride, Ford Ranger. That's my country, that's my pride, Ford Ranger. We go mudding, I'm a glide, Ford Ranger. Everywhere I go, they see my Ranger. Everybody shouting Ford freaking Ranger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, maybe we That's can implement uh, some lyrics. Uh, Joan, I, I told Jonah we'd give him a shout-out on Ford Ranger. He found that uh, in his archives last night. He said, like, remember awesome. this? I said, yeah, I'll, I'll play it on the podcast. So give Jonah a shout-out. He messes around with that stuff. But uh, since we were talking about trucks. Yeah, but- there's, you know. There's always going to be people all the time when we're writing, like people be like, what is that? Almost sounds like that. And as long as you're not writing about like, exactly, like you're not copying a song, you know what I mean? There's, you're going to, we're going to, we all have the same inspiration, you know. But right. one of my favorite songs about a truck is Church in a Chevy by uh, Jordan Davis. And again, there's another perfect example of, you know, an alliteration, you know, church in a Chevy, which even though technically it should be like a ch sound, but it's, it's a C and a C, even though church and Chevy or, you know, right. Chevy does not that sh sound, but. You know, it's, that's a hit, you know, yeah. that, that easy. <laughs> Just you, yes. You know, who comes up with these, uh, some of these songs? These it's like writers, man, very it's, witty. There's some of them like, you know, Ryan Robinette, which, you know, uh, a lot of folks that are listening will know that name because he's from Senecaville. Um, but he's been killing it in Nashville for like over a decade. And uh, he's one of those writers that, you know, he just, he, he like knows what will fit. And then, you know, and I'm trying to, to do more writing with less artists and more writers, you know, because people like Ryan really know, you know, it's, it's almost like it just comes eat naturally for them. Cause you know, it's just like you making pizza every day, like compared to someone who walks in and makes pizza for the first time, right. you know, Ryan's been writing music for decades and he just knows what like really will make it pop. It's crazy. And it's, it doesn't mean you have to write it that way. I've, I've guys all the time that are like, well, don't you just want to write like, a, like something that doesn't have to. And I'm like, sure we could write a song that is super abstract and doesn't make any sense to anybody. And it may be the, like, you know, the most beautiful thing ever. Beck made a whole living from that. There's tons of artists that when you listen, Bob Dylan, like when you listen to some Bob Dylan songs, you're like, what in the world is he talking about? But that's, but they're amazing and they're beautiful. But you know, for me, like with like pop country in today's country, like what's, what sells. And, and it does, again, it doesn't have to be what sells. I just happen to like write hits, you know, but you know, you know there's, there is a certain like little form formula to like what the ear like likes you know there's yeah. you know there's something about alliterations and oxymorons and trying stuff. to figure out what they're saying that's what the trick yeah. and to me that's the fun that's the really fun that's one of the really cool things about writing is like finding those little niches and like being able to write about a topic and squeeze all them things in right you know we've we all the time we'll listen on the radio and we'll be like oh did you hear that right there that was like a really slick alliteration there's um one of my songs not to you know toot my own songs but like this was ryan wrote this with me but like um daisy duke's dirty dancing on tailgates is one like a line in party on one of my songs but right there daisy duke's dirty dancing okay 
like this four Ds. <laughs> right. but, but and you don't until you like literally break the song down, you don't really know it. People are like, "Oh, that song rocks!" You know, that song sounds great. And they, but like, it's not because it's not magic. It's like actual formula, you know. And it's like people be like, "Oh, we, oh what you just did there, that sounded so cool," but they don't know why it sounds cool unless you're a writer. But like Daisy Duke's "Dirty Dancing on Tailgates," it just right. it rolls off the tongue mm-hmm. so well. But you know, that's something that like Ryan literally just wrote that. And I was like, "That's gold!" <laughs> like you just came up with that line, and he's like, "Yeah, it's kind of like what I do," you know. So yeah, that's that's good, and uh, it's. Is um so he's living down there as well. Yeah, yeah. And, and I've been trying to write with you know he's my main go to guy and like you know I'll ask I'll 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 reach out to other writers and I'll be like hey I've got him but now our guitar player Damon Mitchell who's an artist himself he's moved into the the Calvert compound down in Nashville he's written out uh, one of our motorhomes um, and living right outside the house so he's literally right outside the door if I need someone to cut a guitar part for a track he also is amazing at keyboard and organ uh, and he's an incredible writer. So, you know, now I've got somebody that lives, you know, in our compound on our 11 acres that I can write with throughout the week. I've got Ryan Robinette that I can write with. And then I'm also reaching out to other writers on music row that we can like, you know, every time we're in town, we can get together with them and, you know, write some, hopefully write some hits. Yeah, that's good. Um, what was like some of your favorite, uh, I guess, venues when you were out on, on recently? This year, it's hard to choose because this year has been a whirlwind of. Sh- I mean, we've played in Fargo, North Dakota. Uh, we played in Portland, Oregon, Boise, Idaho, Oklahoma City. Um, you know, we played some really amazing places around the country, but. You know, one of our pl- favorite places to play throughout the year is a place called Moonshine Flats in Moonshine Beach, which is in San Diego. So the band and I and Paige, we all fly out to San Diego for the weekend and play uh, those venues. And one of them's like near the beach, you know, Pacific Beach out in the West Coast. Can't beat that. You know, it's absolutely beautiful. Um, and it's a fun trip. We all have a really good time. We get to make some fans, play for some fans that we've already made, and then come back to Nashville. But um, I'd say that Old Red in Gatlinburg is one of my favorite places. We'll be there on um, December 18th, 19th, and 20th um, next month. Uh, so anyone listening that's going to be vacationing down in the Smoky Mountains, come see me at Blake Shelton's Bar Old Red. But um, I love playing that spot because uh, it's a melting pot. You know, people from around the country, if not around the world, love to go to the Smokies. And, you know, they wind up in Gatlinburg and uh, you know they need something fun to do. So they go to Old Red. And, and usually the crowd is incredibly... They're, they're pumped up, They're right? pumped up. They're listening. You know, they're paying attention. They're attentive. They're there on vacation. You know, they're there... To, to listen to music so like i can i pretty much do almost like not all originals but like every other song's an original and like at a, at a bar or club at midnight that's kind of hard to do because people are really wanting to they're wanting to party they, right. they want to hear friends in low places but you know i can play old red and i can say hey would you guys like to hear another original and every single person's like oh my gosh yes and like for an artist that's incredible because i love playing the songs of my favorite country heroes but i also want the audience to learn my music so that i can be one of those country heroes right someday, yeah know? no doubt that's what that's what you're uh, that's what you're in it for. That's the goal. Yes, yeah. yeah so the, the listeners uh, they can find you on iTunes, uh, obviously, or I mean, you can you you have, I'm sure you have a YouTube channel, Spotify, iTunes, Spotify, all the, yep, Spotify yep. Apple Music, you know, Amazon, Music, iCloud, any, pretty much any place that okay. you can find, you can download and stream music. You should be able to find my music there. That's good. That's good. Um, tell us again about uh, your latest single. What's the name of that again? So it's anything in this town. We've not set a release date. It's very much in its premature stages, but you, everyone listening is going to get a little sneak peek before anyone else. It's called Anything in There's This Town. Yes. With some paint and paint. EST 1888. 
And just past that, there's an old farmhouse, white picket fence, and a wraparound. Yeah, we're four generations deep now. If there's anything in this town, it's cause somebody took a chance and threw some roots down. I like it. Adam Calvert, anything in this town, his latest single. Check us out on communitypodcast.com. Also, check us out on Spotify, Buzzsprout. Google it. Happy Thanksgiving. Cover bands, anything to get them girls to dance. Yeah, look around, man, there ain't no doubt if there's anything in this town. It's cause somebody took a chance and threw some roots down. Spent their savings and their time on a piece of way out ground. Took that land and built a future with their own hands. Let that wild side just make some big, big plans. Cause they met a girl and a mean married her. Now I'll tell you now, that's why there's Took a chance and threw some roots down Spent their savings and their time on a piece of way high ground Took that land and built a future with their own hands Let that wild side just to make some big, big plans Cause they met a girl, hit a knee and married her I'll tell you now, that's why there's anything